AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This episode is brought to you by Allstate. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings vary and are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Back podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX. This guy next to me, he's your thunderstick. Uh, he's also my vice mayor. It's the one and only Jesse Friedman. Are we are we live today? We are is, live. Is today. it is it yeah. actually working? We are live, and I'm wearing uh, a special shirt today. By the way. Uh, just in honor of bird murderers, just in honor of bird murderers, <laughs> which we will get to plenty of bird murder talk. But uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks did do the thing that they should have done, uh, and that is beat the Oakland Athletics in a three-game series. Uh, today, finalizing the win with a 5-3 to three victory that was, once again, way closer than it needed to be. I didn't feel good about this game, Jesse, because I was listening to it on the radio as I was driving over here to the studio. And pregame, they were just saying how this game was already in the bag. And that the Diamondbacks should oh, just man. walk over them in this game without a problem, and it felt it felt a little cocky, especially Chris, Chris Gargiola. Uh, Our guy Chris Gargiola. I'm trying to that? throw Chris Gargiola under the bus. I don't know if it was him, but I know uh, I do believe Josh Colmenter was involved in some of that discussion. Uh, mm. It it was just interesting because, of course, uh, this is much like the other series. I feel like we discussed where. Yes, they are baseball teams. Yes, they are capable of not getting steamrolled by the Diamondbacks. And maybe the Diamondbacks aren't really that good enough of a team yet to be going in and steamrolling the bad teams without, you know, without breaking a sweat. But yeah. uh, it feels a lot like the Rockies in the Royal Series where they played well enough that it felt like they should have swept the A's in this series. But, uh, of course, we talked about the Game 2 disaster and, and things falling apart for them. We had a little bit more of that today after a fairly good outing from Ryan Nelson, which the absolute something that Diamondbacks absolutely needed out of him today. Uh, they could have used a little more length, but they they did get a really good outing from Ryan today. They did, yeah. Five and a third innings, no earned runs. Uh, it's funny, Luis Frias was, you know, he's like a public enemy number one right now in, in the bullpen for the, the game that he had today, but he actually came in in a really big spot. Uh, bases loaded one out as Ryan Nelson exited the game, was able to get those last two outs in that inning. Uh, so yeah, Ryan Nelson's final line looked great. He was very fastball heavy today. Uh, 62% four seamers, 21% cutters. Uh, he only threw a few changeups, curveballs, and and sliders. So he continues to rely quite a bit on his fastball. Yeah. Uh, but that kind of worked for him today. Uh, Ryan Nelson's four seam fastball is his best pitch. There's no question about that. And you know, even if he's a little bit heavy with it at times, it's it's hard to square up. It's it's a really good four seam fastball. That's kind of what Ryan Nelson's calling card has been ever since he got to the big leagues. And he showed that 
you know, it's not going to work out every time, but, you know, especially against an, an Oakland A's offense that, that isn't great, you can, you know, you can have a fastball-heavy approach and, and have some success. I think this is the most complete outing that we've seen from Ryan Nelson this season. And we've said that a couple of times now. We were very pleased with Brandon Fott's last outing. Uh, we know yeah. Tommy Henry, uh, maybe not his, his last outing, but, you know, his, his previous before, outing. were pretty yeah, good. Pretty good. So the Diamondbacks rotation is starting to come together, and it feels like, for at least the time being, this this start for Ryan Nelson really kind of cements that he has to remain in the starting rotation for now, at least, right? I mean, yeah, you can. It wouldn't feel right in like four or five days to bring Zach Davies back and kick out Ryan Nelson when he just threw five and a third scoreless, right? Um, and and Brett Johnson makes a good point. There were there were some walks. It it sort there were of felt a lot like, of walks today. It sort yeah. of felt like the wheels were coming off for Ryan Nelson in that sixth inning. Like I said earlier, ironically, Luis Frias was the was the guy to come in and save the day there. Um, but yeah, this this situation with with the three the three starters in question continues to just get more and more murky. Uh, you know, one day it, it feels like Ryan Nelson is sort of the odd man out, and then you have Tommy Henry struggle, and then yeah. you've got Ryan Nelson having this start, and now it's like, all right, maybe Tommy Henry's the odd man out. Um, and then we're about to see Brandon Fott start again in this, in this series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, you know, I mean, he's had, he had one really good start against the Giants, but the two starts before that were obviously not so great for him. So, uh, this continues to be a very difficult situation, uh, to predict. All we know for right now is that the Diamondbacks need Ryan Nelson to come back and, and, you know, be more like the starting pitcher he was last season. And I think you're, you're starting to see some glimpses of that. We talked about the anxiety that's kind of going through probably some of these younger pitchers. They all know each other well. Uh, they're all kind of competing against each other, which probably doesn't feel great when you're also competing against a friend and also the fact that you are competing uh, against yourself. And there's probably a lot of pressure being put on these guys. I will say this, though. At this point, uh, that, that pressure, and forgive the cliche, but like, it creates diamonds, right? And so we kind of need to figure out at this point which of these guys is really going to be uh, the the standout here. And it's not to say even Zach Davies is guaranteed a spot back in the rotation should he struggle and these young guys can continue to at least put up yeah. outings like we've seen out of them recently. But Yeah, Rob, I mean, Rob makes a good point. You know, what are we going to do when Zach Davies comes back and we remember that, oh, wait, he sucks? I, I don't know. I don't know if I would quite say that. The D-backs have gotten some very subpar pitching from those from those back three starters so sure. far. Uh, but, but yeah, we're, we're guilty of that. I mean, Zach Davies wasn't great this year. He just had no. like one or two good starts. But I mean, he uh, had two starts and you could make a case that neither of them were were particularly. Well, he good, was he I was their ace correctly. for a brief period of time. Don't forget right. that. Right. So <laughs> um, but the thing about it is you're absolutely right. Like even we've talked about Zach Davies returning to the lineup uh, or or to the starting rotation, like as if it was some sort of perhaps savior yeah as perhaps as somebody as that's yeah, really going to bring Davies stability is, to the rotation right. <laughs> you know we're 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 probably overstepping our 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 boundaries there when we're saying that sometimes but it does feel like davies by comparison to the youth that they have in the rotation at least brings a little bit of experience that that they don't have a little bit of veteran presence you know just 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 the ability to come back to this rotation and perhaps 
perhaps add some stability, but we don't know that for sure. We don't know how Davies yeah. is going to pitch when he returns. I mean, Nor he had he had two starts, and they were both against the Dodgers. One of them, you're right. One of them, uh, five innings, one run was a was a very good start. Right, uh, and that was the point in the season when when he was Gallon and Merrill Kelly were terrible. Yeah. Everyone That's was right. terrible That's except right. for Zach Davies. Uh, and then his second start against the Dodgers did not go nearly as well. So, yeah, I mean, Zach Davies is is a, you know, a number four starter at best. Right. I think last year he probably overperformed a little bit uh, with his four point zero nine ERA. I'm not sure if that's really where his true talent level lies. Uh, but even if he's a four and a half ERA pitcher who can consistently give you, you know, five innings, maybe get into the sixth every now and then you'll take that right now. If you're if you're the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Uh, Luis Frias was recalled uh, from AAA Reno, and they sent down or optioned Alec Thomas, which we'll get to more here in a bit. Not the greatest news, obviously, there. We did know a move was imminent, considering that they needed to do something for a bullpen arm. And it's odd that Luis Frias was both the hero of today and also kind of the villain as well, yeah. right? Like Probably more the villain than, than the hero, I mean, being, yeah, but being honest. <laughs> he really did come into quite the situation and was able to get himself out of it. One out, bases loaded, jam, and he was able to get out without letting giving up a run. Uh, but then the next inning, everything was kind of created himself. Uh, he walked, I think he walked He two. walked the first two batters yeah, of the and inning. Then he gives up and, a dinger. and everyone, of course, on the Twitter was saying how Tori Lovello should not have allowed Luis Frias to face Ramon Laureano Including this in guy that right situation, here. which is fair. Yeah, I, I think there's a case to be made that Luis Frias should have been removed immediately. You know, once you have a pitcher who has the track record that Luis Frias has, which frankly is not that of yeah. a very successful major league pitcher, uh, he was not good at all in his big league stint early in the season. I think you have a responsibility for Tori Lovello to make sure that, you know, Luis Frias is here to give you some length. He's here to give you some some much needed innings. But you also don't want to let Luis Frias be the reason that you, you know, that you lose a series to the Oakland A's. And I think there's a, a strong case to be made. He probably allowed Frias to face one too many hitters there. Um, on the flip side, you, I mean, he's playing the matchups, right? Ramon Laureano is a right-handed hitter. So it does sort of make sense. Let Frias try to get Laureano sure. and then bring in Kyle Nelson for the lefty. Uh, but I think that you could make a strong case that in this situation, the Diamondbacks should have just removed Luis Frias right away. Uh, it was two very uncompetitive at-bats, two walks to start the inning. You've got the tying runner coming to the plate, and Luis Frias threw uh, about as center cut of a four-seam fastball as, as you'll ever see. Malignant upper said it. He threw one legit strike at 10 pitches, and it was right down the middle, and that's exactly... It was, yeah. It was an awful there, There's a level of, like, uncompetitiveness where you have to be like, okay... Yes, I want the best matchup, but also like this is potentially a pivotal moment in the game, and we don't want to we don't want to let Luis yeah. Frias be be the fall guy in a game like this. And yeah. fortunately, the D-backs offense was able to to answer later on. Uh, Miguel Castro, you know, was was uh, good there in the ninth inning. Jose Ruiz was good in the it eighth was, inning. It was Everyone so nice. Can, can go home happy. Yeah, it was so nice to have a nice, calm ninth inning. It was pretty calm. Where it was pretty calm. The job just got done. He did the job that he came to do. So. Shout out to Miguel Castro for being that. Uh, and shout out to this offense for generating enough runs, of course, to put the Diamondbacks back on top after they lost that lead. Uh, the answer backs always answer back. Don't forget that. Uh, <laughs> Corbin Carroll homered in this game, uh, 405 feet to straightaway center. Beautiful dinger. Great to see Corbin Carroll back with power. Uh, Christian Walker also homered yet again. It's a daily, it's a daily um, occurrence. Bet, put Derek. your money on the BetMGM app on Christian Walker <laughs> hitting dingers and you're going to win most of the time. Uh, 11 homers this season, and he is now on pace 
for over 40 home runs this season. It's not bad. And it's not, I mean, it's not just that Christian Walker is hitting home runs. He's also, his batting average has been hovering around 270, which is which is excellent yeah. for him. I mean, if you get Christian Walker hitting, uh, you know, over 250, you feel like you're you're in a really good spot. Uh, he does continue to struggle with runners and scoring not position. Great. He's not a risk king, that's for he's, sure. He's not, he's not the risk he's king not a risk of this prince. Diamondbacks team. He's not a part of the risk royal court no, at all. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I mean, he's he's been just so big for the D-backs early in games. You kind of feel like, uh, you know, he's, he's maybe not doing it at, at the end of games in the most pivotal situations with the game on the line. You'd like to see him come through in some of those spots as well. But there's something to be said for... You know, yesterday getting out to a two nothing lead almost instantly, and and today having a one nothing lead early in this game as well. So Christian Walker continues to be outstanding uh, for this D backs team early in the season, but not good enough to be King Snake two days in a row. No, not because not that good. we have a guy, of course, <laughs> that you might have heard of before, Lourdes Gurriel Jr., the hottest hitter in baseball, baby. Eleven game hitting streak uh, continues through this series. He has two dingers. And he also scored the go-ahead run in this game to give the Diamondbacks uh, the lead. So Lourdes just continues to be magical. And, uh, you know, I like I joke a lot about the purple hair thing, but as much as I don't want to believe the words I say impact this team or the way I dye my hair impacts its players. <laughs> it's not the words you say, Derek. Uh, it's, it's the not, color of your hair. It's That's the color what of my hair. the outcome of the Diamondbacks. The di- <laughs> even the Diamondbacks uh, Instagram account was talking about how we all need to go dye our hair purple. So they're on board with this. <laughs> um, but, of course, Lourdes has just been outstanding. I mean, you can't say enough about what it's been. And yeah. me and Jesse have quite a few laughs about the fact that all of this really has turned on since May 2nd, which happens to be the morning that this shit happened. Yeah, but, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think that when you look back, we talk about uh, the trade. We'll talk about, you know, Dalton Varsho, and maybe you maybe, maybe we could have kept Dalton Varsho. Maybe we could have gotten packaged one of these other guys that were rumored to be part of that package when it comes to, like, Alec Thomas or Jake McCarthy potentially being the guy that the, the Diamondbacks traded away. I just don't know if they would have gotten these two guys back in return for no. for that for that haul, they right? And have, it's yeah. like, man, Lourdes and and Gabby both have just absolutely paid off, and I mean, been more than I think you could have a- absolutely asked. I mean, just in this stretch, Lourdes has more home runs than he hit all last season. Yeah, he already has seven and, home runs, and that's it's, dating back to May second, right? So it's like, man, it's incredible how good he's been. Yeah, he wasn't good in April at all. Like, Lourdes Gurriel got off to a slow start this season, which is something we talked about early in the year, that that if you look at his career numbers in April, Lourdes is, has kind of always been a streaky hitter. And in April... You, you brought that to Tori's attention at one of our press conferences. I did, I did, yes. Uh, Lourdes has a history of being a very streaky hitter, and generally April has not been a good month for him. And it wasn't this year either. Lourdes Gurriel, if I'm remembering correctly, had a sub 700 OPS uh, as of May 1st. And here we're talking about Lourdes being one of the best hitters in the National League. That is the power of of Derek dyeing his hair purple. I have no other natural explanation for this other than neither I do I. Other than other than that. So we're, we just we'd have to embrace it, Derek. We I really do. We really do. And I Lourdes should embrace it. I can't make it. sense of it, but it just. It, Apparently, that's the way it works. I told you that telepathically our hair is linked through the television, but I right. also feel like if Lourdes wanted to fly me out uh, and, and pay for me to stay like in the hotel. Yeah, and if you were in attendance the for these road games, it would, then it I would, mean, it he'd, would go probably... for, he'd go four for four every single night. Yeah. At oh, least. yeah. 
at least three dingers and a half a dozen <laughs> RBI every single night. But uh, whatever, I can do it. I can do it remotely too. It's fine. Um, but the the biggest story isn't the Diamondbacks beating the Oakland A's today, but it is something Diamondbacks related in Oakland, and that is that Zach Gallen officially joined a very prestigious club when it comes to being very a pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, he joins Randy Johnson as the only other person to accomplish this feat. Uh, am I talking about an actual achievement? No. Am I talking about some sort of scoreless inning streak or perhaps an ERA that he matched? Not at all. What I'm talking about is Zach Gallen killing a motherfucking bird. <laughs> Zach Gallen killed a bird with a baseball today. He used his hand and a ball as a weapon and his arm was involved too. Uh, and there's video of it. We have video courtesy of Bally's. Uh, apparently Zach Gallen brought this to their attention because he wanted to see the video himself. There's the bird. There's the bird not existing anymore, Jesse. <laughs> but it gets, is... it gets worse. Cause then like Zach comes over and like stands over it. And then like, I don't know who he was throwing a bullpen with. I don't know who that was that was catching him, but they like it high five. Kind of looks like Dan Carlson, Diamondbacks yeah. pitching coordinator. I'm not yeah, totally man. sure if that's who it is. They kind of celebrate over the bird's dead carcass, and I, for one, am with it. Um, I mean, when like normally you know, killing killing birds is not something that we would we would stand for here on the PHNXD Backs podcast. But uh, fair enough. Doing it with a baseball um, is fucking awesome. But yeah, there there is something to this that if you if you are a member of the Arizona Diamondbacks, you can be you can be a great pitcher without having murdered a bird. Can but, be. But you can only be the best of the best, Derek. There is there is a tier that you simply cannot reach unless you have thrown a baseball that collided with a bird and ended the bird's life. It's just it's just part of it's just part of the lifeblood of this baseball you've just, organization. You, you've, you've reached a tier of, of being an elite pitcher that few ever reach in this case, only two within the organization. Um, and of course, uh, that brings us to something that we like to call uh, throw and shade. Can we get a little throw and shade music, Damon? Let's go. Oh, now we're. Shade at you might ask, do you think we're throwing shade at Zach Allen for killing a bird? Absolutely not. I am throwing shade at birds, Jesse. <laughs> birds. Because birds have no business trespassing inside of baseball stadiums. And I have no sympathy for this bird getting in the middle of this, you know, ball that Zach Allen threw. It's not Zach Allen's fault. He was out there just doing his job. If I ran out on the field and got in between Zach and his catcher and got hit in the head, whose fault is that? Mine or Zach Allen? Jesse doesn't want to throw shade at birds. He has nothing to say. The other day I was running and I scared a quail out of a bush that I was nowhere near. It ran into the street, got hit by a car. Was I going to kill that quail? No, no, but the stupid bird ran out and got hit. In the now I have to think about that and feel guilty for that. I hate you birds. And it's not our fault that you can't follow the rules about staying out of the road or staying out of the way of, of a pitch coming in hot. Yeah, anything? I mean, they poop on your car, Jesse. They, they poop do. on your sick rap board. I know you don't like that. They Any do. Any shots yeah. of birds you want to get in here? I mean, I'm not a big bird guy in general. So. People in the studio don't even believe they're real. Yeah. Damon's never yeah. even seen a baby bird in his whole life. He doesn't believe they're a real thing. 
right? They're, Birds uh, are Emma, not real. See, Emma has her conspiracy theories with with uh, baby pigeons in in particular. Yeah, they're um, listening devices or something. These people are fucking crazy around here, but uh, their hatred for birds and uh, has bonded us between all of us. And Zach Gallon, Zach Gallon hates birds too, and I'm with it. So, 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 just to clarify, so you're saying that a that 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 it is a no-fly zone, like baseball stadiums in general are are just a no-fly zone for birds, and you birds are not welcome and should stay away. We're using that as the short title. That's good. Okay. Yeah, we're going to cut this segment. That's what we're using okay. right there. All right. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but these sunglasses that we're wearing, by the way, uh, for Throwing Shade are presented by our friends at Shady Rays. So, of course, check them out because not only can you get wonderful sunglasses like this delivered to you, but, of course, they have a brand-new uh shop a brand new in-store location at kirlin commons a full stop shop for all things shady rays but of course uh, shady rays uh, is gear that's built to last it's an independent sunglass company Uh, they have a world-class product and of course they have one of the craziest insane protection plans in all of eyewear Uh, every pair of sunglasses is backed by their lost and broken replacements plan if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us they will send you a brand new pair no questions asked They have your back as long after you purchase. If you don't love your Shady Rays, you can also exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. Again, there's no risk when you shop. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try try them for yourself. They are the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Uh, and also shout out to our friends at Pins and Aces. When you talk about quality gear, we got the quality sunglasses. We got quality polo shirts from our friends at Pins and Aces. And they are the official golf apparel partner, PHNX and All City. Uh, we love our Pins and Aces gear, even though mine is slightly inappropriate. I cannot wear it uh, to functions for my child, but that's mostly because it's marijuana themed. Uh, but they have other stuff that isn't marijuana themed that you can get. Uh, they have amazing Prince, and of course, you know I'm all about those. Uh, they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even uh, an incredible beer sleeve. So you can make sure to stay, keep your beers frosty when you go out there and do some golfing. Uh, and speaking of golfing, you can join us uh, for the Keeping It 100 Golf Tournament at Dobson Ranch on May 26th. Pins and Aces will be there with prizes and so much more. You get that beautiful Phoenix polo shirt for signing up. Uh, and of course, uh, there is some pricing options for you diehard members out there. So check it out. The link is in the option below. Uh, and you can check out Pins and Aces and use code PHNX to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Uh, we thank you guys, of course, for being here today in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Sign up for notifications so you don't miss when we go live or any of the shows on the network go live. Leave us a thumbs up just for our own self-esteem. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well if you haven't done so, uh, and leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Now taking a look at the numbers from this series. Again, baseball is going to baseball, so things look very close, especially with that uh, that that comeback win that the A's had there in Game 2. But uh, again, a big, big part of this that does tell the tale why the Diamondbacks didn't sweep this series, Jesse, is those three errors to the zero errors that the A's had defensively. Yeah, yeah. Those the, were some pretty critical errors. They they absolutely were. The D-backs kind of shot themselves in the foot uh, in this series with their defense. But uh, at the end of the day, I mean, when coming into this series, looking at the ERAs for mm-hmm. the Oakland A's starting pitchers in the series, you figured the D-backs had the upper hand, right? The All three starting pitchers that the Oakland A's employed in this three-game series had ERAs north of seven uh, coming into these three games. And 
there's some guys who actually pitch pretty decently, but all in all, you see here the D-backs uh, starting pitchers in this series very much outperformed uh, the Oakland A's, and and ultimately, I think that was that was the biggest difference between uh, between these two teams. Yeah. D-backs continue to struggle a little bit with runners in scoring position. Yep. Derek, that narrative just refuses to die. Um, but, uh, you know, they had a few more than their fair share of, of hits with runners in scoring position early in the season. So I guess you kind of figured these things were going to kind of balance out when it was all said and done. We could have done our entire throwing shade segment at the umpires in this series because that is this that crew is true. has just flat out been atrocious. And it's wild because we talk a lot about umpires. It's like any sport. The officiating is always going to be a focus. And you're always going to feel if you're rooting for one team like you got the short end of the stick. Uh, I don't know if that was the case in today's game as much as it was just flat out bad. The zone was bad. Uh, and, a lot of high strikes. And, and we're surprised because we saw the umpire scorecard for yesterday's game, and it wasn't nearly as bad as we thought it was going to be essentially true. in favor of the Oakland A's. So we'll, we'll, hold, we'll, we'll reserve judgment until we see tomorrow uh, what today's scorecard looks like. But uh, just overall, it felt like the umpiring was – a bit out of control in this series. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's Brock Ballou, right? I mean, he's he's the he's public enemy. He's, he's the true he's, public enemy. He's, number he's one. the star. He's the star of the show, of course. As yeah. You know, Brock yeah. Ballou. Yeah. He certainly made a name for himself. Uh, an umpire that no Diamondbacks fan had probably ever heard of coming to the series. <laughs> now, every Diamondbacks fan uh, knows knows the, the name Brock, Brock Ballou, Ballou. And, wow. and has already made the, the, the pun, you know, that that Brock Ballou the call, you know, we've heard that about a billion times on Twitter at this point. That was a good. Um, one. I like that. I one. did not. I did not come up with that, Derek. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> Take credit where you where you can. You know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, the umpiring was was not great, and I know. I, I think it was it was maybe less so that the zone was terrible, as you said. The umpire scorecard actually said that Blue was above average yesterday in terms of his his strike calling accuracy, which was a little surprising. Um, but I think it was just the calls that he missed were in some pivotal situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the call against Josh Rojas in a key situation in the eighth inning as the D-backs were trying to bounce back yesterday from the Grand Slam uh, and then starting extra innings. There was a, a really, uh, a very, very low called third strike against Cattell Marte that just kind of had that, that same effect. So... Uh, you know, maybe it wasn't quite as bad as is what we were thinking in the moment, but I still think it's fair to say uh, the umpiring crew in, in Oakland. This was uh, this was not a great showing uh, for that crew. What I don't like is when the calls are erratic and then the umpire is kind of like escalating the situation. And to give Brock Ballou some yeah. credit for that, he had a very quick trigger throwing out Tori Lovello and throwing hilariously throwing out Merrill Kelly after he'd already been pulled from the game in game one of this series. Right. But yesterday he got like Diamondbacks players in his face barking at him quite a bit. And I almost felt like at times, like the the Nick Ahmed situation where he gave him the yeah, pitch clock there strike. There were some weird shenanigans. And, and the Josh Rojas situation. Strikes. Yeah. I, I felt like he let them kind of go at him a little bit more than I, I thought he would have, right? He didn't really, you know, it looked like he could have tossed, especially Rojas, because Rojas was really just really aggressive about what had happened. And I think that he was, but he, he went back to the dugout pretty quick. I think, Correct, that, after I he think struck out. yeah, I think Josh Rojas kind of knew in that situation that it would have been very costly if he had been tossed from the game. Yeah. Uh, the D backs, I think would have been forced to, uh, to use Emmanuel Rivera as their third baseman. 
which I believe would have uh, caused them to lose their DH spot altogether. So there would have been some pretty big ramifications if Josh Rojas had gotten tossed from the game because he was coming in for Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria was already out of the game. Um, and you so, remember how he performed in that game. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't, wasn't a great day for Evan Longoria either. So yeah, I think Josh Rojas maybe in some situations would have really let Brock Blue uh, know what was on his mind, but he kind of had to be careful there because the ramifications of him being tossed were pretty significant in that moment. When this afternoon's game followed the same script as last night's game, I think you and I were both saying, oh, shit, here we go again. It was right. another seventh uh, inning, game-tying, soul-crushing so home saying, run, oh, right? Shit, but you get what I'm saying <laughs> there, right? Yeah, it was it was soul-crushing, and it felt like it was going to go the same, same way. And you got to give this team a lot of credit for bouncing back, even though it's against the worst team in baseball. The narrative would be much different. We'd be sitting here talking about the Diamondbacks losing two out of three to the worst team in baseball, and the sky, as much as Jesse would say wouldn't be falling, would absolutely be pummeling in my head, me in yes. my head right now, because I would be freaking out, right? And it's just one game, really, at the end of the day. Uh, of course, there is something to take away from this, that the Diamondbacks still can't rely on their bullpen, uh, but they also can't expect their bullpen to fill in the way that it has, uh, especially being a man down, and 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 be able to hold the, these leads and do it every single night. They did a great job tonight, though. Even though you know they uh, they they did blow the game, right? You got did have uh, Luis Frias. I, I imagine Luis Frias is going to probably be sent back down. I think somebody said that in the chat. I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see that just to have some other arm here for this next series coming up. But uh, we'll talk about the probables for that series, and of course. Uh, we still have a, a little bit to talk about, about Alec Thomas being sent down uh, to Reno. But before we do that, of course, if you are heading out on the road, if you're heading out to Reno or Las Vegas or anywhere on a road trip, make sure to stop by our friends at Circle K. Check out our local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection. They have great premium gas. And honestly, the, the gas uh, screen entertainment is top notch. Uh, next level. Uh, entertainment while you're filling up your gas there. But uh, make sure to check out their Polar Pops. Of course, they have iced coffee for $1.89, uh, 12 packs of beer for just $9.99, uh, and they have buy two, get one free fast twitch 12-ounce bottles. So make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff. Right now, you can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32-ounce Polar Pops. So head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And while you're there, you can pick up our friends at Four Peaks Beer. They have a wide variety of beer. No matter what beer you like, you can pick it up uh, there at Circle K. You can go down to their 8th Street Pub and get it fresh out of the tap. And, of course, uh, you can also win some Arizona Diamondbacks tickets. Uh, four Peaks, four seats uh, giveaway. They're going to give one lucky winner uh, four seats to an upcoming Diamondbacks game. Tickets come with D-Bucks so you can grab some food, ice-cold wow wheat, or hop knot. Uh, and enjoy yourself some lovely baseball. Enter by going to at Four Peaks Brew on Instagram. The link is uh, in their bio, and you can check them out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on Instagram to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit here, but Alec Thomas was sent down. We knew that that was a potential move, especially with the fact that uh, should they have decided to make a move with Evan Longoria, it most likely would have been a DFA situation yeah. where Thomas has options to be sent down. But uh, what were your thoughts? I mean, obviously, it's not like this is kind of out of nowhere. We know Thomas has really been struggling at the plate. We just talked about it on yesterday's episode that he was a potential candidate to be sent yeah. down. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Um, 
I, I mean, in, in some way, like if you had told me at the beginning of the season, before the season started, that on May 17th, both Jake McCarthy and Alec Thomas were going to be playing for AAA Reno, I probably would have thought things weren't going so well for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. So honestly, it's incredible that they've had the success that they've had without those two guys really giving them much of anything in terms of offense this season. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't surprised. The reality is Alec Thomas has some flaws in his swing. And I think we've we've kind of known this for a while. We suspected that over the offseason, Alec Thomas might make some pretty significant swing changes. Uh, and he did make changes. There were adjustments that were made over the offseason, but they were uh, much more approach based than they were mechanical. Um, and that's what that's what kind of surprised me coming into the year. I expected to see something significantly different for Alec Thomas, and that just isn't what we saw. Uh, it sounds like the Diamondbacks are sending Alec Thomas down now with the intention of digging a little bit deeper into his swing and and maybe making some pretty significant uh, mechanical adjustments. The D-backs have been basically operating with Thomas in a platoon role for a while. They haven't been playing him uh, against lefties. That was something that the Tory said uh, said recently. Uh, but Tory, when talking about this earlier today, said we feel like he's just too talented for that, mostly because he, of what he does defensively. He's just too good of a player, and he should, with his hand-eye coordination, be an everyday player without giving any consideration as to who's pitching. So similar situation to Jake McCarthy, where the D-backs are like, you know, you're you're all right. Like we think you'd figure it out. But we we think you're better than this. We think you're capable of doing more. And, you know, if we have to send you down for a while in order to get you to that level we're we're willing to do that. There was some information that came through that I had to look up, and that was from Connor Mormon, who said, how about those fourth place Padres? Uh, believe it or not, Jesse, the Padres losing today. Yeah. And a Giants win puts the Padres in fourth place. It's crazy. In the National League West. The Padres just lost two or three to the Royals at home. So I know they've they've played the Dodgers. I think they've had a couple series against the Dodgers this month, but uh but the Royals are you know the Royals aren't the Dodgers and the Padres just can't really get much of anything going right offensively right now. The Padres have the third highest payroll in baseball at 245 million dollars in 2023. 245 million doesn't get you what it used to. Uh, it really just doesn't. It really just <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> but um not to not to uh, tap dance on the grave of, of their season. I think that's exactly yet. what you're doing. I, right feel, now. Like I, I feel like I feel like I, I do that a lot around here. Let's take a look at the All City Division numbers while we're at it, if we have them, because <laughs> things are looking good for the Diamondbacks, baby. Uh, the only team in All City with a winning record right now at 25 and 19, and uh, pretty proud about that. Yeah. Just, just need to get some distance on these other teams behind us, Jesse. Just leave them in the rearview mirror. And just run away with this division, even though it actually doesn't mean anything in the grand I, I continue uh, also i think we need to like explain this for some people oh, i'm pretty yeah. sure 90 percent of our of our viewers and our listeners know what the all city division is sure and the but other there the are other... some people listening that don't know that we're putting this graphic up and just talking about it i, right. I forget about them I, for, I love you listeners i know i put the viewers over you as a priority but i love the listeners too uh the arizona diamondbacks uh, our podcast phnx d-backs we're, we're taking credit for their for their achievements we're in first uh, uh place overall in the all city network division all city network includes dnvr and chgo uh which our, our sister companies. our sister yes. companies the way i refer to the tampa bay rays as our sister team for the there diamondbacks these are our sister companies uh chgo of course has the cubs and the white Sox, and then dnvr has the rockies uh that's what you're seeing 
in front of you right now. And of course, uh, I think the Diamondbacks are just going to continue to run away with this division, Jesse. I don't know what's going to happen with the Dodgers, but uh, the Diamondbacks might sneak up on them too. Word is that they uh, have lost Dustin May now for a considerable amount of time with an injury. Yeah, yeah, huge loss for the Dodgers. It's a flexor pronator strain uh, was the diagnosis for Dustin May, which just came out a little bit ago. I'm sure he'll be uh, back by August and be fine by then. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I mean, August is is far away, Derek. So <laughs> I think Dave Roberts said the floor was one month. Um, so it's going to be a while for them without, without Dustin May, who's been one of their most consistent pitchers this season. Uh, maybe Clayton Kershaw would, would be right up there too, but yeah, big loss for the Dodgers. They do have a lot of pitching depth, so I, I think they'll be okay. Um, but yeah, as far as the all city division goes, Derek, the, the Cubs <laughs> remain, the Cubs remain a little bit interesting to me. Um, you know, I, I think they could dig themselves out of, of being 19 and 23. They've really, they've really fallen in the standings. They, here over they, the were, last few they were playing weeks. some pretty good baseball there. Earlier. They were, uh, Cody Bellinger just got hurt. Well, kind of see where where that goes for them but i continue to think that the cubs could probably hang around 500 and you know be playing relevant games late into the season i never fully bought into them though as a as a playoff contender so um you know you've you've seen a lot of a lot of correction in the standings here over the last couple weeks and We'll see if if things tip back in the positive direction for the Cubs. Uh, Michael Rokicki says a lot of the high payroll teams struggling, San Diego, the Mets, the Yankees, those are the three top payrolls in baseball, right? And when you look at those, the Yankees are in fourth place in in, in their division up there in the NL East. Uh, the Mets are in third place, or I'm sorry, AL East, NL East, the Mets are in third place, uh, and the Padres are in fourth place. So, yes, money can't buy you happiness. Uh, nor can it buy you championships but uh, i'm thinking we have to win something as a podcast if we win this all city division yeah you're right like it's not even there should be an all city cup there there absolutely brandon needs to come down with something for us i'm I'm, I'm with it i'm with it uh let's take a look at the probables for the arizona diamondbacks here in their upcoming series uh with the pirates who once again another team that the diamondbacks run into at a pretty good time pirates have not been playing very good baseball so hopefully this is another winnable series for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I think so. Uh, the Pirates have, the Pirates are, I mean, the, you know, the Oakland A's have the worst record in baseball, but the Pirates over the last couple of weeks have been uh, possibly the worst team in the game. After <laughs> Equally a, bad, if not After worse. a strong start, they've they've really struggled. Uh, Mitch Keller is, is kind of the headliner name in this series. Yeah. Mitch Keller has had an, an outstanding season for the Pirates this year. Uh, he's been a, a big part of the success that they've had. Uh, but outside of that one, Derek, you feel pretty good about the pitching matchups. This is another series where you have both Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly starting. Brandon Fott was a lot better in his last start. Look at how innocent and wholesome he looks in that in that photo right there, Jesse. I, uh, uh, Brandon just, Fott? Is that who you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, Brandon Fott. Like first day at school vibes. Yeah, big time first day at school vibes. I feel <laughs> Brandon like, Fott's just a pretty wholesome person in general, uh, you know? I feel like that's the same expression the bird had on its face before Gallon <laughs> tagged it with the ball. I don't know. That's a bad. That can't be. That can't be good. <laughs> that's not a good sign. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, when you talk about Gallon and Kelly going in in any series, I think you like your chances of winning it. But I do like Brandon Fott there being uh, in the middle in this rotation where he's at, right in between those two guys. Not only I think for stability for the entire rotation. But I think you know you're going to get length out of Gallon and Kelly, and you don't really know right now what you're going to get out of Fott. So the last thing you want is your three rookies going back to back to back and just really exhausting your bullpen yeah, potentially over the course of three games. That's a that's a very good point. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if there are any other 
roster moves around the corner if the D-backs stick with Luis Frias or if there's if there's a move in store there. Uh, they do have the off day tomorrow, which will help them kind of catch up on on some some much needed bullpen rest that a lot of guys back there need. Yeah, we saw Jose Ruiz pitch again in this game, even though he threw I think it was 36 pitches in in the game yesterday through a couple of innings. So yeah, there are some guys who who have been pretty heavily taxed in in these last few days. And uh, yeah, I mean the D-backs have an eight man bullpen now. I sort of expect them to continue with that. I I, don't, I would be pretty surprised if the D-backs sent down Luis Frias and didn't bring up another pitcher to replace him if they went back to having the extra position player. Um, but we'll we'll have to see what they do. I mean, as it stands, they finally got their bullpen back to what we would consider full strength, if you will. But yeah, um, I also feel like that extra arm, I mean, maybe maybe keep Luis Frias up and maybe option someone else. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's the greatest move. I don't feel like Frias really gave you enough today to to really feel comfortable about having him but I the still D-backs f- depth in in the minors as far as the bullpen goes is just not it's not great Carlos Vargas has really struggled since being sent down Justin Martinez has really struggled since and being sent down those are the guys that we really needed to be and, and yeah, the fireballers those, we thought they could be those were the guys who, who kind of have the ceiling of being true back-end relievers so for everyone wondering you know why are we calling up Luis Frias again he, he kind of outperformed everyone else yeah. by a pretty significant margin in the minor league. So, unfortunately, the D-backs' depth uh, just remains pretty thin in in the bullpen, even though they, they do have the eight arms now. Yeah. Well, we want to tell you guys, of course, we know summer is here. We know you got to figure out something to do with these kids. My daughter today was getting her, her year-end awards. We got the... The clap out at the end of of this week, which is where oh, all what's the parents the clap out? for for the sixth graders because it's elementary school. The parents get to come to school, and we all applaud them as they leave school for the last time wow. because they've been going to this school their whole lives, and this is the end of the oh, road. Wow! So they yeah. get kind of like a standing ovation on their way out. Basically, the kids just ball. They just cry the whole way out. The parents, we just ball, just snot dripping out of our nose. Just, my baby's growing. It's great. Are kids really that devastated to leave sixth grade? I think. Is that that emotional of a moment from, for from, them? From my daughter's perspective, it's like the only school she's ever known. That's fair. And it's also a big leap. Like, for instance, I know most of these kids are in the same boat. The, the junior high school that they're going to go to is so far away. Like, it's so far away. They're going to be on a bus for, like, 25 minutes before they get to school and stuff. So it's like, it's not just that 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 leaving the the nest of the school you grew up in, but it's uh, it's close to home, you know, and now they're going to yeah. be, like, actually traveling. It's like, it's like going to work. They get to figure out, uh, yeah, they get to figure out uh, what it's like to live this life. <laughs> Zone in Arizona said the clap out is when you clap and then the umpire throws you out. Yes, Christian Walker is invited to my daughter's school on Friday so that an umpire <laughs> can toss him for clapping. But, uh, of course, like I said, summer's around the corner and you need to figure out something to do with the kids. So make sure to check out Octane Raceway and Mavericks. It's an absolute blast. And uh, I don't think parents just drop kids off at places like this anymore like they used to do to us in the 90s. But – uh, the good part about that means it's fun for you too to go. So uh, they have summer passes right now available that include all of their fun premium uh, games and and uh, things you can do. You got uh, a Memorial Day, of course, coming up here soon. They're going to have at Mavericks free bowling for veterans and active duty personnel who show their military ID from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
In addition, the venue will open early at 10 a.m. and feature doorbuster deals, including uh, buy one, get one free $20 game cards and buy one, get one free laser tag from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. So show up uh, show up on Memorial Day. There's free axe throwing at Octane for all active and retired military personnel. You just need your military ID once again. So uh, book some fun this spring at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Cart uh, racing, virtual reality, laser tag, axe throwing, bowling, uh, that wonderful arcade, and great food and drinks. Tons of different events throughout the summer. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more. Uh, and, of course, if you want to go uh, see some baseball with us, want to go see some baseball down at Chase Field, check out Game Time, not only for baseball games, but for all your concerts, all of your events. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download their app, create an account, and use code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute ticket deals, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, before we go, you guys all know Mega Ran, buddy, friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, he's the guy that sings that Mailbag Monday song that we all love, and you should probably check out the rest of his catalog because uh, he's quite a good rapper. But yes. uh, I just wanted to give out a shout-out to him. Uh, him and his wife, Rachel, have been family uh, for a long time, uh, and they've been raising a foster son that uh, they completed the adoption process on today. So he's Super family. Cool. He's not going anywhere. And uh, I just wanted to congratulate them once again. Uh, we were down here at uh, the Washington Street Courthouse. The judge told us that uh, she had never seen the room filled that quite uh, that much. So Aww. it was great to see all those people out. And it was great uh, to just be present for such a wonderful thing as a, a family coming together. And uh, there were some really wonderful things said. So uh, again, I just want to give a, a personal shout out to a friend of ours uh, around here at PHNX, a member of our family. And our family continues to grow. So great thing. I uh, love you, by the way, to the Jarbos. Um, it's, uh, I mean, that's bigger news for you than anyone, right? Because yeah. now you get you get to hang out with the you get to hang out with the, the, the little, little guy. guy. Oh the yeah, little buddy, little buddy hangs out with us. We actually watch him quite often. The other day, I was getting teary eyed like I am now watching a video because. Even on my phone, I have a video of him growing up over the few times we've watched Aww. him, and I just had to wipe a little tear from my eye for him. But uh, it's a beautiful thing, and uh, if, if anybody has ever gone through any kind of fostering process or adoption process, it's not easy. And today was today was the finish line, and it was just great to be there and hear not only the judge, but everybody involved say just such wonderful things about uh, making this family complete. So it was really cool. Yeah, we just have to warn Megaran that if, if his son – comes home one day with purple hair uh you we we have a theory about yeah. who who might have been who I'm might have put him up to that if florida's uh slumps i might have to watch him for a weekend and then he might have to come home with purple hair that's all i'm saying <laughs> but uh, of course we uh we love you guys and uh it's always great wonderful wonderful thing in life to see something like that but uh we thank you guys for being here we thank you guys always for stopping by you can follow us on twitter I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Uh, Damon is at Damon D-A-W-G with a little at the end. You got to do that part in order to follow him on Twitter, of course. Uh, but our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. And all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we appreciate your time. Unless you're a bird, then we don't care about your feelings at all i'm still um, i'm still torn yeah. about your your harshness towards towards yeah. birds today yeah. derek yeah sorry no we're we're, we're an anti-bird podcast today i so just like baseball like baseball is such an outdoor sport stay, and you're and you're telling all of the birds stay to stay out. away stay out stay out you i don't guess belong. it's for their own protection 
You're just you're just trying to protect them. No the trespassing, the day, right? No trespassing for me. No trespassing for you. But uh, <laughs> we appreciate your guys' time. We thank you guys so much uh, for stopping by. And of course, on behalf of all these guys, uh, we love you. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you can actually kill a bird with a baseball. <laughs>